0: This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The State Health Department has confirmed that the Omicron variant of COVID-19 has been detected in Montana. The sample came from two state residents in their 30s who have travel history to South Africa. Omicron was first detected in South Africa and spread rapidly there, although that does not necessarily mean that it developed there. The Gallatin County residents who were infected were fully vaccinated and have had mild symptoms. One of the people had received a booster shot and the other had not. The individuals have been self-isolating since returning to Montana. Testing at the Montana State Public Health Laboratory and at Montana State University confirmed the results. Omicron is now the dominant variant in the U.S., overtaking Delta and making up 73% of new infections reported in the last week. That's up from 13% of new infections the week of December 11th, according to the Associated Press. In Montana, the Delta variant accounted for nearly all cases in the state since July. It triggered a major surge that has recently slowed. Montana is one of the last states to report detecting Omicron. Numbers from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention show how rapidly Omicron took over in the rest of the country. COVID-19 has become the number one leading cause of death among Native Americans in Montana and is the third leading cause of death for the general population. In Montana, death certificates compiled by the State Office of Vital Records revealed 1,022 deaths last year of American Indians. The five-year average before that was 676. That's a 36% increase in all-cause mortality rates. COVID-19 proved to be the primary driver in the increases of death, The disease accounted for 25% of all death among the entire Native population. The COVID mortality rate among American Indian residents in Montana is four times higher than among white residents, according to a DPHHS report. Native Americans are dying at a younger age than white residents. The median age of death was 68 years old among COVID-positive Native Americans, it was 80% among white people in Montana. The Montana Districting and Apportionment Commission wants to change how incarcerated people in the state are counted for the purposes of legislative redistricting and will be seeking proposals from vendors who may be able to do the analysis. The commissioners want to complete rules changes before they begin drawing state legislative districts based on new U.S. census data. That's according to Malin Smith, an attorney, a former tribal judge, and the chair of the five-person panel. The new districts will take effect in the 2024 election cycle. Quote, we need that information in order to do the redistricting. The change in rules is meant to address what's often called prisoner gerrymandering, a phenomenon baked into the U.S. Census Bureau practice by which legislative districts with large prison populations have more political power than districts without prisons because they have more people. The census counts incarcerated people as residents of the prison rather than of the neighborhoods where they lived before. Research on the subject has highlighted states like Pennsylvania. Much of the prison population is from the Philadelphia urban core, but the prisons themselves are often in rural areas. If inmates in those prisons were counted in the census at their last known home address, it's possible the urban core might gain another district. In Montana, where indigenous people are disproportionately represented in the prison system, This can mean the dilution of the Native American vote, according to advocates, especially given the existing difficulties of conducting the census on tribal lands. Native Americans make up 20% of incarcerated men and 30% of incarcerated women in Montana, compared to less than 10% of the state's population as a whole. That's according to Wesley Furlong, an attorney with the Native American Rights Fund. He testified to that before the redistricting commission. Quote, because of this disproportionate rate of incarceration, native and tribal communities will be underrepresented without the reallocation, he said. Some states have already adopted laws stipulating that incarcerated people are to be counted at their last home address for redistricting. Montana is not one of those states although the Districting and Apportionment Commission resolved early in this year's process to take on the issue. However, records at the Department of Corrections are lacking, and the Commission also has zero data on federal inmates that says that even a partial reallocation would be better than none at all. A Helena restaurant involved in a recent trial where a man pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct after having been accused of threatening restaurant employees and assault, has reported receiving the restaurant has reported receiving a threatening letter. John Schneider, the manager of Hokado Ramen and Sushi Bar, said the letter arrived in the mail Monday and appeared to come from the Missoula area. It came just over a week after a court hearing where a district judge reluctantly accepted a plea deal for Rodney Smith. The letter, identified only as being from Second Amendment club members, called Smith our friend and comrade and said Schneider and his wife Jessie, also a Hokkaido employee, hadn't been able to get him into serious trouble no matter how hard you tried. Some night we'll come into your little shop with our masks on, have some noodles and trash the place, knock you out. That's according to the letter. Snyder said when he asked Smith to leave the restaurant for refusing to wear a face mask, which was required at that time, Smith assaulted him and threatened him with a holstered gun. The county attorney's office initially charged Smith with assault and illegally carrying a concealed weapon. But Attorney General Austin Knudsen's office took over the case dropped the weapons charges, and reached a plea agreement with Smith to plead guilty to the lesser charge. While District Judge Kathy Seeley accepted the plea agreement at a December 9th hearing, she was critical of the State Attorney General's handling of the case and of the agreement, which was structured so that Seeley could not change it. She allowed the Snyders to make lengthy victim impact statements where they criticized the deal and Knudsen's office. Schneider said Tuesday that he had been in contact with the Helena Police Department about the letter. While U.S. population growth dipped to its lowest rate in history during the first years of the COVID-19 pandemic, Montana showed the second rate among the states. Idaho grew by almost 3%. Utah and Montana each had populations of 1.7%. The District of Columbia lost just under 3% of its population. New York and Illinois lost one6 and 0.9% of their populations. In pure numbers, California had the greatest net population loss of any state. Almost 353,000 people moved out. Between 2020 and 2021, 33 states saw population increases through domestic migration. 17 states and the District of Columbia lost population. The U.S. has been experiencing slow population growth for years, but the pandemic exacerbated the trend. This year was the first time since 1937 that the nation's population grew by less than than one million people. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DV webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, in 24 countries on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.